It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Reds fans, and welcome into the Tuesday edition of the Locked On Reds podcast. It is the start of spring training as pitchers and catchers report today. That's right, the other day I said it was Wednesday. I was rolling off of some reports I had seen a few weeks back. Turns out it's today. That's right, surprise. Pitchers and catchers report, and spring training is underway. Baseball is here. Welcome into the show. I'm your host, Jeff Carr, your second-hand expert, bringing you the only daily podcast for the Cincinnati Reds. Today we're going to talk Zach Duke. kind of want to give a high-level overview of him, just showing you what he has done and what's led up to this year in his career pitching for the Reds now. He signed a one-year, $2 million deal officially just last night. And he's going to round out a bullpen in which I saw some stuff on Twitter about that could include eight pitchers. We'll talk about that a little bit and also some other news and notes. But before we get to all that, make sure you're subscribed to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and Stitcher, all four of those places. There may even be a couple more. Not really even sure, but make sure you're subscribed. Get those automatic downloads each and every morning. And also check us out on social media, Twitter. It's at LockedOnReds, pretty easy to remember. And also at Jeff Carr with three Fs. Also, there is some Instagram activity, but, you know, not quite as much as Twitter, but there is some Instagram accounts at LockedOnReds and then also at CarJeff, so just my Twitter name reversed. And then also look us up at LockedOnReds.com. So let's get into it. We're going to talk about Zach Duke here in the first part of the podcast. The Reds made that deal official. We've talked about how he's going to be added. It was pending a physical and all this wonderful, great stuff. You know, Zach Duke comes to the Reds after last season not being super impressive. He posted a point two wins above replacement, so he was right there at, you know, league average level as far as relievers are concerned. He had a 4.15 ERA in 52 innings pitched and an even win-loss record of 5-5. Five and five. Now, you know, we don't get into records too much here, but the fielding independent pitching was an interesting stat to look at. So his ERA was 4.15. His FIP was 3.01, so somewhere along the way, the defense was kind of failing him in that he was pitching better than the numbers show. He had 21 walks in those 52 innings compared to 51 strikeouts. That's walks per nine of 3.6 and and strikeouts per nine of 8.8. So, you know, not quite the control that you're looking for in a guy that you're going to entrust the eighth or maybe even the seventh inning to. But I think the Reds see him as a situational type guy, maybe come in and get one or two outs, you know, maybe an inning if he's rolling. But all in all, they've got their versatile guys. This is the dude that they can employ in a vacuum. Looking at past years for Duke, he has been pretty effective in years past. In fact, in 2014 and 2016, he had a sub-3 ERA. 2017, it kind of went up to 3.93. And then you go back, you even look at 2013, 
he pitched for the Reds finishing out that season as he was acquired from the Nationals in August, and he pitched a total of 10 and two-thirds innings pitch. In fact, I even counted it. He threw a total of 180 pitches as a Red in 2013. He had a .82 ERA. That's .82, less than one, because he only gave up one run. It was a home run on September 15th off of the bat of none other than the former Milwaukee Brewer great. That's right, we're talking about Shane Halton as he hit the home run in the ninth inning off of Zach Duke, which sealed a win for the Brewers. Unfortunately, it was a comeback win because at one point the Reds were up 4 nothing. They ended up losing that game 6-5 to back on September fifteenth, two 2013. So sorry to dredge up some old demons there, but, you know, that was the only run that he allowed in 2013. So I, you, you can safely say that the Reds have brought back one of their most successful relievers in the history of the franchise, being that he's only ever allowed one run while wearing a Reds uniform. So it'll be nice to see him in the bullpen in 2019. He got a pretty team-friendly deal, one year at $2 million. It is the first Reds free agent signing this season. Everything else has been through trades. And so it's nice to see, you know, I guess frugal would be the right word for it in that signing. He gets added to a bullpen that looks to be a little crowded. And in fact, I mentioned yesterday on the podcast that Mark Sheldon thinks they will have seven relievers come opening day. There were reports on Twitter that Dick Williams had said the team may carry as many as eight relievers in the bullpen at times during the season, and it may even be for the majority of the season. So who knows? Maybe opening day they actually have eight relievers, in which case that takes Cody Reed's fringe candidacy a little bit easier on him. He he may be a favorite to land on the opening day roster if they carry eight bullpen arms. But that's getting ahead of ourselves. There's still a lot of spring training to do. Like I said, today is the day that pitchers and catchers report. And we'll be having a whole lot more spring training talk coming up here soon. It'll be less speculatory and more analytical, which I am super excited about, and I hope you are too. We're going to get to a quick break here on the Tuesday episode of the Locked On Reds podcast, but make sure you keep with us in the second half. We're going to look at some news and notes and dissect what that eight-man bullpen may look like. You're listening to the Locked On Reds podcast. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Speaking of advertising opportunities, the Lockdown Reds podcast is currently looking for companies who want to advertise to the kind of demographic that listens to a daily podcast about their favorite baseball team from the Queen City. We've got lots of opportunities for advertising with the Lockdown Sports Podcast Network. Just shoot me a line on Twitter at Jeff Card with three F's, and we'll see what we can do about getting the word out about your company. That's the Locked On Sports Podcast, your team every day. We're back out of the break here on the Locked On Reds Podcast here on your Taco Tuesday. I'm your host, Jeff Carr. 
I got a question for you. Are you excited? Today is the first day. Today is when pitchers and catchers report. I just got to ask, are you excited? You can drop me a line on Twitter. Tell me if you are. Also, look us up on our new voicemail that has been set up. You can drop Locked On Reds a line at 513-549-0159. Drop your questions, your comments, your rants, whatever you got for me. I'm going to look to have a kind of voicemail box uh, response segment of some kind. Don't know what we'll call it just yet. It's obviously going to be better named than that. But that is 513-549-0159 for the Lockdown Reds line. And tell me, are you excited? I'm not talking about are you looking at this season and trying to predict the win-loss total, trying to predict if they're going to be in the playoffs, and that determines your excitement. I'm asking you if you are ready to see a team that won 67 games last year be immensely improved. I saw today, this morning, on ESPN, on SportsCenter, they were talking with Mark Teixeira, and they asked him, well, they asked him two questions. I was super unimpressed with the second one, but they asked him two questions. The first one was, who is the most improved team in Major League Baseball? Bet you can't guess who he said. No. He didn't say the Reds. And I don't know why, because we're looking at a team that won 67 games last season, and now there are projections that say they may be over 500 this year. How is that not the most improved? He said that the St. Louis Cardinals are their most improved team. That just There's a national bias toward the Cardinals, and I'll never get over that. That always gnaws at my fan heart how much the national media seems to love the Cardinals. But I just think that, they really overlooked it. They said, oh, well, you know, got Paul Goldschmidt and they got Andrew Miller and they were an 88-win team last year and they're definitely going to the playoffs this year. It's like, okay, well, sure, okay. So they didn't go to the playoffs last year. They might go to the playoffs this year. That is that is nice and proved, but that's not 14 wins. We're talking about the possibility of the Reds improving by 14 or 15 wins. How do you not label that as the most improved team? It just blows my mind. And I just had a rant there for a minute. So like I asked you, are you excited? The 2019 version of the Cincinnati Reds is going to be an absolutely awesome version. Make sure you're at the ballpark. Make sure you're tuned in if you're, you know, if you live too far away, you can't make a ton of games. I'm going to try to be there as much as I possibly can because this season is going to be fun. It's going to be interesting. And the Reds, I stop short of saying they're going to be good, but they have a really good chance of being good. And part of that, compared to years past, has to do with their depth. And I kind of mentioned in the first half of today's episode that Dick Williams alluded to the idea that they could carry eight men in the bullpen for the majority of the season. He he mentioned at first, you know, like at times during the season, and then he even said the majority. The reason that they could carry eight men is because they feel like they've got at least eight arms who are capable of carrying the bullpen through. Now we're talking about some shoe-ins, you know. You've got Rysel Iglesias. Absolutely, positively, as long as he's healthy, he's the closer. 
Then you've got your two setup men who are David Hernandez and Jared Hughes. And I think Jared Hughes may be the top, you know, the higher tier of setup man of those two guys. And that's that's no knock against David Hernandez. He's still pretty good. But Jared Hughes is just a really good relief pitcher, and he showed that last season. And then you've got Michael Lorenzen, the Swiss Army knife, as I like to call him. I mean, the man can do everything on a baseball field. You've also got Amir Garrett who's going to be their key left-handed pitcher in there. I think even after the signing of Zach Duke, I still think Amir Garrett is the number one left-hander in the bullpen. Then you've got Zach Duke. You're even talking about probably Sal Romano. Sal really showed at times that he was a strong pitcher, and he's very capable at least the first you know one or two times through a lineup of being solid and you know, you know know holding down the runs. So then – You've got a couple of spots after that. You've got Robert Stevenson. Who knows what you're getting from him? Like I said, last year he didn't actually you know, show any signs that improvement was coming. I mean, he's got all the talent in the world. No one has denied that. He just needs to learn how to throw strikes which at this stage of the game is really tough. You know, he's talking about he's been with the team for as long as he's been, and he still has trouble throwing strikes. Derek Johnson's got a big job on his hands this spring trying to figure out what they have in Robert Stevenson. You've got Cody Reed, who I think is above Stevenson in that pecking order. You've got the two guys that came over from Atlanta for Adam Duvall and Lucas Sims and Matt Whistler, who both – you know, in very tiny sample sizes, seem like okay pitchers. You've got Wandy Peralta, who I really think is probably on the bottom rung of this ladder. I think Stevenson might even be ahead of him, given that he has no more options. And who knows? I mean, you've got a couple of other guys who could surprise. I'm talking about Jimmy Hergett, who may be ready for at least a look in the majors at some point this year. Eight guys is not without the realm of possibility here. And it's nice that... I mean, the Reds are keeping open. This has kind of been the theme of the Cincinnati offseason, hasn't it? Being open-minded to new ideas with each team. The Reds have hired so many analytical coaches that they'll be able to dissect exactly what they need to do. At least I'm hoping, you know, on paper, the idea of this whole thing is that they'll be able to understand what they need to do and just go and do it. So I'm hoping that that's where we are with all of this analytical coaching stuff. And I think that the depth, and then you're even talking about some of those relievers could be starters should a starter go down to injury. And we haven't even mentioned Tyler Malley. I think Tyler Malley, if he doesn't make the opening day starting rotation, probably starts out in AAA because I don't know that you need him in the bullpen to get reps. I think you need him being used to throwing five, six, seven innings in AAA. That way he can you know, translate it to the major leagues. I don't know. That's that's a really broad brush painting with there, just thinking he can translate that to the major leagues. I know, I get that. But I just think that he better fits in the rotation, and I think that if he doesn't make the opening day rotation, he's better served pitching out of the AAA rotation. So anyway, that's just thinking out loud about Tyler Malley, but maybe we'll name that a segment. Probably not. So, with that in mind, I'll close it out with one other note. 
The Reds released their promotional ticket schedule, the different theme packages that they have for this season. It starts on Wednesday, May 15th against the Cubs. When they have the Game of Thrones ticket package, you can get a rosy red sitting on the Iron Throne bobblehead. It's pretty nice looking. Then on Sunday, May 19th, they've got a Peanuts package, you know, like you know Charlie Brown and all those guys that... The bobblehead is Woodstock standing on a Reds baseball. Then on Friday, May 31st against the Nationals is the Star Wars ticket package. Pretty nice looking bobblehead there. It's Darth Vader on standing on top of a baseball. Then there's the Women's World Cup t-shirt package June 14th through July 7th. Just celebrating the Women's World Cup. Then on Friday, June 14th, against the Rangers in an interleague game, they have the Marvel ticket package, which I'm pretty partial to Marvel, but I'm telling you what, this is the best-looking bobblehead of this theme package. It's Black Panther, and it's extremely detailed, and, you know, he's got his Black Panther suit on, and instead of the purple... Um, accents i guess is the word you know it's it's usually black and purple it's black and red and it looks super cool like i definitely want to get that bobblehead then there's the cincinnati zoo ticket package on june 18th against the astros that's a tuesday then there's the margaritaville ticket package they do this i think once a year friday july 19th against the cardinals at 7:10 p.m and in that ticket package you can get a lizard bobblehead. Then on Friday, August 16th, is the Grateful Dead ticket package. And the final ticket package of the season is Saturday, well, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, September 20th through the 22nd. That's the Oktoberfest Zinzanati ticket package. You can get a commemorative mug. Uh, commemorating the history of Cincinnati and its German heritage uh, with your ticket purchase. And, of course, as they've done in the years past, these theme ticket packages are only available through the Reds.com website. You can't just buy a ticket to the game that day and expect to get a bobblehead, which, you know, some folks, there's mixed reactions on that. I kind of like it, but... You know, there's some games that I'll go to the game, but I won't buy the theme ticket package. You know, if you don't like it, don't buy it. Who cares? But I think it's pretty cool. So that'll wrap up the show for this Tuesday. Happy pitchers and catchers reporting Reds fans. So happy that you downloaded and listening to this episode. My name is Jeff Carr. I'm the host of the Lockdown Reds podcast, your only daily podcast for the Cincinnati Reds. Tune in tomorrow, the Wednesday edition of the podcast. We'll have more news and notes and hopefully some spring training updates for you as it gets underway. Baseball season is here. You're listening to the Locked On Reds podcast. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 